This is your go-to podcast for the breaking news across the NFL. While breaking down how this might affect your fantasy team's success. Are you ready to be a champ? Then welcome to Fields of Fantasy. How's it going, everybody? It is your boy, Johnny B, and we are back here for another daily deep dive with Fields of Fantasy, and we are continuing through the AFC West and heading over to the Denver Broncos for a good review. Mm. And again, we are joined by the man who booed himself, Nathan Dowie. And you're getting spoiled again because not only did you get one episode with our DFS expert, you're getting a second. It is Riku. Good afternoon. Thanks for coming on again. How are we all? Let's ride. Don't think Dowie wants to ride, unfortunately. (laughs) Which makes a change. Anyway, moving on then. Let's always start with quarterback and Russell Wilson. What's his ADP and uh, where's he going in terms of quarterbacks, Dowie? So he's got an ADP of 125. He's QB 17. He finished wide receiver 16 last year, which actually shocked me. I think he's lost his pace. He's coming off his poorest season. Can Peyton get him cooking again? Is Russ going to cook? For me, I'm out on him. I have... You know what? I'm not drafting him. I I don't even want to talk about him. I'll let you two carry on. Well, you know he's been on the Johnny B. Frauds list for about two years. (laughs) So, you know I'm not very hot on him, but... I may talk slightly against, you know, they have improved slightly in in the O-line over the uh, over the off-season. They've obviously improved significantly in terms of coaching, having uh, Peyton as the head coach now. So if you're looking at QB18, you know, you've got to think what his upside could be. It could be probably just before like QB10 or 11, I think. I think that's where he could potentially be. Um, and it, it, you actually look at the potential weapons he has to him. They're not like his wide receivers are probably not like he's he's not got one of those wide receivers that's completely elite, but he still has a a good core that could be reliable. And you know he's got Williams and P Ryan and his as his RB one and two. It could be a very good um, committee this season for him. And he's got Dulcich who. He's the best thing since sliced bread. So um, I, I think Russell Wilson could definitely outperform his ADP and definitely outperform his QB 18. It's whether or not you think he's going to have enough upside to be able to draft him any higher than 18 compared to any of the other QBs around him. But I wouldn't mind him as my QB two this season. I'd be very happy with him, I think, as QB two. Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree. I think they play in a dome. They've got improved interior offensive line. Uh, they've got good defense. They don't have to rely on him throwing the ball as much. Uh, mm. They've got good run game now. You'd hope so. So I think he can be efficient, and I think he can be similar to what Goff was last season, where Goff was efficient, played well in the dome, got you those eighteen to twenty points a lot of weeks, and I think that's good and consistent. So I'd put him in the same range as say. Goff, Geno Smith, Aaron Rodgers, doesn't have the ceiling of Rodgers. But I can definitely see a case for him being a sort of QB2 at best. Uh, and 
yeah, I think we're good offensive coordinator and a guy that's got the most out of Drew Brees for years, uh, who wasn't as mobile as Ross. There's a case to be made that he's not bad, but I'm not reaching for him. But if he's there available as my QB, mm. I'm not going to complain. Put it yeah, if I want someone to cook me breakfast in the morning, it's not going to be Russ. It would be Jimmy G at QB 29. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> I, I, no. Moving no, thank on. you. Running yeah. backs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, anyone that's below him, I would I definitely, I don't see any value compared to him that's below his ADP. And you've He's got Bryce Young, Murray, Carr, Love, Stroud. One thing I will say, if he doesn't do well this season, he's finished. Surely. Yes. Yeah. Surely. It's gotta be it's gotta be the end of Russ cooking, isn't it? Or he he's be- fired from the kitchen. <laughs> so yeah, let's go I- to running backs. I've had enough about him. <laughs> Javante Williams in PPR is RB twenty seven. ADP sixty three. He's coming off an ACL. But he looked good to start with. And you know what? He's a true RB1. He's got all that talent. You look where we was all drafting him last year. We've said top 10 RB. That injury, we don't know how these running backs are going to come back. But he's got all the talent. Sean Payton's schemes for running backs are always successful. We've seen he can get the pass catching work as well. He's not just a, a run first back. So for me, I love him. Um, I think you've got to be getting him as your... RB2 free range because we don't know if he'll start the season. But for me to get him there with all that talent, I'm all over him. Well, so with him, it's all about projecting his comeback, right? So if you think about it's hard to talk about him without talking about Saman J. P. Ryan, right? I agree. Yeah. So you have to, so P. Ryan, good pass catching back, decent running back. If he starts the season hot and, you know, plays well, they might end up more to, say, a 60-40 split towards the end of the season with Javante. Uh, so he could be a league winner because he could really flourish later on in the season. Or then he could just have a mediocre season, as most running backs do after an ACL tear. So I think as a running back three is not a bad choice. But I'd rather pick, say, a James Cook, uh, Rashad White, David Montgomery, oh, Cam Akers. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather pick them, but I'd still, but I'd still definitely pick him ahead of, say, Kamara's, James Connors. But yeah, I think Sean Payton, as you mentioned, good running back scheme, but it's always had two running backs in that scheme. So whether it was Mark Ingram and Kamara, he isn't running a sort of workhorse back. So you're getting a committee back coming off an ACL tear that has a lot of talent, but they're not going to get a majority of, they're not going to get a huge majority of the touches. So there's a lot of projection. So if he's the last guy in that tier, I'd rather pick James Cook. But yeah, I think that's where the problem lies. Yeah, I'd agree. I think that's kind of why I see a lot more value in probably P. Ryan for where he's going quite a few picks later. Well, Would you like to do where P. Ryan's going? Yeah. Yeah. RB37. ADP yep. of 105. So, so yep. I'll give you... So what I like to do is to pick someone like a Brees Hall higher up and pick yep. Piran because then you can start the season with Piran that will get lots of touches and then you can phase in Brees Hall when he's, you know, 
all up and running. But I think with Javante, I just don't think he has the same, you know, if you're looking at these RBs that are coming up injuries, I think Javante just won't have the same upside in that scheme. The other thing with the Broncos is they're in a very tough division, as Darwin will know. So they're not going to be able to run the ball as consistently, um, say, as, you know, the Jets will rely on Brees Hall as a pass catcher, whereas Javante might be phased out of game. So I think there's a lot of risk for him, whereas P. Ryan, a lot cheaper. He can do a job here, there, during a few weeks, but he's not going to be, you know, higher up at any point. Yeah, he, more... seems, he seems sad about that, Dowie. <laughs> well, my thoughts are Williams is great value. And once again, I'm going to say and cut this and send it to you two both at the end of the season. All right. Here's a question for you, Williams. Would you rather have Williams, Cam Akers or J.K. Dobbins? Um, Cam Akers, I think. Yeah, I think Cam Akers, to be honest, just because, it, you know, McVeigh has that one running back, doesn't he? Yeah. Agreed. Definitely why I would, yeah. Cool. Moving on to wide receivers. Right, this oh, is and, a bit... Unless you still want to talk about P. Ryan, but I feel like we already spoke about him, really. Yeah, there's, there's enough. Riku covered him there, really. Um, so, wide receivers, Jerry Judy. Wide receiver, 23. ADP of 53. Was targeted more by Wilson than any other receiver last season. This actually shocked me. He finished wide receiver 18. He had 972 yards and six touchdowns. I think it's hard to think Russell's going to have a better season without thinking Judy's going to have a better season, really. Mm. He's got to be a massive part of that. Because the other pass catchers are really a bit of P. Ryan, potentially, Dulcich and Sutton, really. And if whether or not uh, the rookie Mims will get any volume. But Judy's got to be the guy in that offense with Russell if they are going to cook. I think so I think Judy... at 23, there's actually quite a lot of upside. And you look at what's around him. I mean, uh, this is an easy question. DJ Moore or Jerry Judy? I think question, it's actually, because I hate both quarterbacks. <laughs> you know what? I think with Jerry Judy, the problem is I think he's a lot better in best ball than he is in season long. Yeah. Because you just I like I like wide receivers that have a massive target share. Judy hasn't really had that throughout his career. The other thing, the problem with him is he's a bad separator. So all the issues, they're not really scheme issues why Judy can't hit a ceiling. They just his way of playing and they get scheming touches. But it's hard to see him having multiple hundred hundred yard games. So I think the ceiling that he might have is someone like a Christian Kirk was last season. They can't go beyond that. And I just think in that range, there's just a lot more talented wide receivers. So I'm not mad on Judy. I won't be upset if uh, I won't be upset if I get him, but I just don't see the ceiling. And I think at that at the range below, DJ Moore's not going to be much worse as a pick, or you're not going to lose many points compared to Judy. Or even if you go to down and go to a Brandon Ayuk or JSN or someone like that. Yeah, quite They'll like be Brandon able Ayuk. to produce similar to Judy. And yeah. they're a lot cheaper costs. So I'm, I'm not mad about Jerry Judy personally. Yeah, I'm not. Because I'm going to back my case, I'm not sold on Wilson. I wouldn't be. I'd be looking at D-Hop personally, Terry McLaurin over him. Yeah. And I quite like Ayuk. 
and I sneakily like Godwin at the bait of the Bucks yeah. as well because I'm can't see. I don't think Evans the player he was, and he's a bit more of a long passing threat rather than short passing. And with the quarterbacks they've got there, somebody's going to need to get them out of trouble all season. Carl Trask. <laughs> so <God>. yeah, <laughs> I hope so. I've got a Carl Trask rookie card. Have you? Well, hopefully in Trask we trust. Yeah. So let's move to Cortland Sutton. Wide receiver 41, ADP of 101. He was disappointing last season, wasn't he? Um, we all expected him with uh, Wilson to have that big season. I just... Uh, I, I, You know, every year we say it about these Broncos wide receivers. they got Judy, they got Sutton. And I just don't think they're that good. I think they're average at best. Yeah, I'm not going to get caught into any hype on a Sutton because when's he shown it? It, it, it? Never, really. He was wide receiver 19 in his second year, but apart from that, he's been well outside the 40s. He's not been in the top 20 for three years, so it's hard to actually think he's going to have um, you know, much relevance compared to some of the other guys that you know that around him that you think have got a much higher much higher ceiling. I'd rather have Lazard over a Sutton because I'd rather I, I have Rodgers thrown to Lazard. I'm not. I, I heard what you guys said about Lazard, and for me, he's a, he's a blocking he's a blocking tight end playing as wide receiver. That's uh, Rico. not a Lazard fan. He always trades him to me. <laughs> I think uh, Sutton. I think I'm out on Sutton because I think he's just a Kenny Galladay 2.0. He's just a big bodied receiver. He doesn't really have much separation again, so he's just a big target. But I am. One of the reasons I'm out is because I'm quite high on Marvin Mims. I mean, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sean Payton traded his first draft pick is he traded up to the second round to get Marvin Mims. He's a speed guy, so he's a difference mate. He's completely different to the other wide receivers in the offense. So I think for me, Sutton is going to be the one that's going to lose out on volume to Dolchich and Marvin Mims. Whereas Judy, I think, will be pretty steady, but I think Sutton's going to be that guy that will get four or five contested catches in a game and he might bring down two or three and we'll have the occasional, but you just can't rely on something as a wide receiver. That's my view on him. Agreed. What's Mims ADP? One nine two. So he's not getting drafted. So what? He, it, he's the type of player that if you're going to pick him again, he's your last draft pick taking a flyer on him. He's a dart throw, isn't he? Well, and, if you look at, I mean, Tim Patrick getting injured in camp means that in yeah. three wide receiver sets, they have to play him or Marcus Callaway and they draft them in second round. So, I mean, by the, by the middle of the year, it could be that he's wide receiver two in that team. So I think Mums, keep him near roster for six, seven weeks, see how it goes. But he could be a, one of those league winner type uh, wide receivers. Yeah, by the end. Yeah, yeah, I can see it. So watch out if he's on your waivers because... At some point in the season, he might be one to really keep a look at and pick him up before everybody else does. And definitely in your deeper drafts, when you have the uh, big benches, when you're throwing them darts, he could be that one not lands. So I'd keep a lookout on this preseason and see if he's playing in those games. If he's not playing in those games, that's usually a sign that he's sort of locked in as a three-wide receiver set. But they say he's been doing really well in camp. So yeah, I think... You know, I'd rather have him at a cheaper cost than Sutton. 
again. Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah. Easily over Sutton. We're all agreed on that one. Okay, tight ends then. Talk about my boy, Dowie. Talk about yeah. Dulcich. Rico, the, the listeners can't say, but how happy does he look? Yeah. Look at Pete on Christmas Day. He's down in his Fanta Lemon. He just looks... <laughs> it's a beautiful view, everyone. I, I love this guy. So, tight end 12. ADP of a 131. He averaged five and a half targets a game last season. And in four games, he had eight or more targets. Eight or ten games, that is, as well. He's a big target. He's a big boy. Rookie, he had a very, very good rookie year, considering he only played ten games. And he was averaging 8.6 points per game, which is a good consistency for any tight end in the league, let alone a rookie tight end. And Russ, Russ seemed to love him. And actually, if Russ was more accurate... That would have been a much even better season for him. You know, that kind of consistency is Pat Fryer move consistency. So at 12, and probably he actually is, is what was his ADP? 131. 131. I would imagine Pat Fryer moves is quite a bit higher than that. Yeah, so Pat Fryer moves around 83. That's a big gap. And I don't think Fryer moves got any more fry move might have more of a ceiling but it's no way near enough of a gap in a ceiling to think you're going to pick a fryer move at 83 compared to a dulcich in the 130s well you got 50 that's that's 50 picks that's basically four rounds you've got to think uh moose got a lot of tug a lot of people competing for uh targets with him as well well that's what i think so i so i'm less uh bullish on Dolchich and reason is they've got how dare you <laughs> they've got about four tight ends on the depth chart, right? They've got Dolchich, Albedo, who hasn't looked good, but he's still on depth chart, Chris Manhertz, blocking tight end, Adam Troutman. They brought him from the Saints, if I remember correctly. So either they're gonna run a lot of two tight end sets or have a rotation. The other thing about Dolchis is he never cracked 15 points last season and he had all the tight end snaps more or less for himself, right? So we haven't seen a ceiling. Um, I think I think he can develop and I think he can be a really good tight end. So I think he's a very much, for me, on that tier, if you're looking at sort of Dolchich, Kincaid, the likes of Tyler Higby, Dalton Schultz, I just see him having the most rest. So if I want consistency, I'm going to go for Dalton Schultz. Kincaid probably has a higher ceiling. But for me, Dalchitz and the likes of Cole Komet are fairly similar, fairly similar options. So I'm not as high on him because I just don't think the offense is as good as people think. And also, we haven't seen Dalchitz really flash yet. So, And remember, we were having this conversation last year about Alberto. Everybody was equally excited. Now there's a new coaching staff that's come in, brought in two new tight ends. There's four tight ends in the team. Who knows about how it's going to shake out and who's going to get the red zone touches and what they're going to do. My only point is I didn't think about Albert O. I, I predicted that Dulcich would take the tight end one job from Albert O. I'm just going to put that out there. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you can yeah. see there's a lot. Of, if you think about Pat Primer, you've got Washington who's been injured and you've got Zach Gentry, who's like a fullback. So yeah, you you know, 
there's not much competition. He's the third pass catcher in that team. That's why they essentially traded Claypool because they said they've got Pat Freiman who does the same job. Um, even like a Dawson Knox, I mean, Dawson Knox is a lot cheaper, but not you, know, a, Knox. you know, I think for, I think Dalchitz would be good for best ball, but season long, I just can't. He's not going to get the volume. He, he looks Russ loves him. Broke his heart. Just watch. <laughs> All right, here's a question. You have. Here's a question for you: Dolchich, Chig, or Kincaid? Dolchich, Chig. I knew you were going to say Chig. I'm probably going Kincaid. The panel is split. Yeah. I I actually get the Kincaid one though. I do get it because Bills are such a pass-heavy team and. If Gabe doesn't perform, Kincaid could go straight in a second receiver there. Easily. Well, I think he's going to be like a slot guy in three wide receiver sets and you might have Knox as a, you know, the tight end. I'm backing my boy. Always will. Cool. All right, then. Well, thanks very much for listening. We've gone through the Denver Broncos and tune in next time where we are going to go through the Kansas City Chiefs. Ta-da. <laughs>